Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. If you are able to tune in and hear this message, I'm delighted to have you with me. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and today is edition or episode 58 of our Bible Bites as we're reading through the scriptures this year. And in today, uh, my reading is found in Deuteronomy chapter 1 and 2. And so I have uh, several little notes that I've made that are just comments I'd love to um, pass on to you as we look into the book of Deuteronomy. First of all, Deuteronomy is the fifth book that Moses has written that's uh, recorded in our scriptures. And it's part of the Torah, part of the law, Moses' writings. Jesus referred to it, credited it to Moses, and considered it official Hebrew scripture as well. So we know that this is legitimate word of God. And, um, and I, I enjoy the book of Deuteronomy. Um, Genesis tells us a lot of the beginnings of everything, including the nation of Israel and the covenant of God and all of those things. And then in Exodus, we read about the deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt. We read a lot of details about that and them coming out. In Leviticus, we read more about the worship of God and how God is a holy God. His people are to be holy. He lays out how to worship Him in an honorable fashion. In the book of Numbers, he recounts a lot of the details um, and inventories, their journey, inventories, lots of other things, and tells us some about their travels. In Deuteronomy, we get a summation of all of that. Basically what's happened is in Deuteronomy, the word itself means second law. And so Moses is in essence now, he has the new generation that's raised up. All the old folks that rebelled against the Lord are gone. They all died in the wilderness. And now they're at the beginning of where they're going to start to possess the land. And Moses writes and delivers to them the word of the Lord found in the book of Deuteronomy to the new generation, the new generation of believers that God has appointed to go in and possess the land. And so God recounts for them certain things. But what I love about Deuteronomy is especially here in chapter one, I've just been blown away um, again in reading it because he goes into so much more backstory and detail about their journey from Egypt to Mount Sinai and then even beyond Mount Sinai to the edge of the Jordan when they rebelled and throughout the wilderness, all their wanderings. There's a lot of backstory that we find in Deuteronomy 1 and 2. And so we want to talk about this. Now, let me just make make a few comments here. First of all, I want you to notice in chapter 1, verse 2, it says it's 11 days journey from Horeb. Now, Horeb and Sinai are the same mountain. And in scripture, they're referred to interchangeably. So it's 11 days journey from Horeb by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. That struck me because when the Lord, after the Lord appeared in Mount Sinai and Moses spent the two months up there on the mountain, the two and a half months or whatever, the 80 days with God on the mountain, he received the law, he received the pattern of the tabernacle, all of those things. And then um, it was time for them to leave 
uh, Mount Sinai and move forward toward the land after they had the tabernacle and all of those things. And it was only another 11 days. And they, would have, they reached Kadesh Barnea and could have gone into the land then. Possibly even during the time of the fall festivals, um, you know, or definitely by the, the next Passover for sure. We don't know the exact timing. We do know that, that it took them, I believe, about nine months to build the tabernacle of Moses. So God had ordained for them after they left Mount Sinai, they could have been in the land within a month. They could have been in the land in half of a month. 11 days journey from Horeb by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. And so they went those 11 days and then ended up rebelling against the Lord and turned back for another 40 years. And it cost them 40 years. But I found that interesting that they could have been in the land so much sooner and enjoying it. Hallelujah. Then in verse 5, this struck me. Because it says this, on this side of Jordan in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law, saying, and then he goes on. So in Deuteronomy, you'll find a lot of explanation of the law. Deuteronomy partly is, is designed to give us more understanding of what the other books of Moses have talked about, whether it be the journeys and the different things they experienced, or whether it be more understanding into the actual law itself and what God said and what he meant by what he said, further explanation and those kinds of things. So I love that, that part of Part of the purpose of Deuteronomy is right here found in verse 5, that it's, it's to explain. It's to give us more explanation, more understanding. Later, Solomon will write in the book of, of Proverbs, I believe it is, that in all you're getting, get understanding. God wants us not just to read his word. He wants us not just to memorize it. He wants us not just to, to know what it says. He wants us to understand his heart. He wants us to understand what he's saying. And so that's where um, this book came into play for the, for the children of Israel at that time because Moses actually then began to explain to this new generation who were about to move into the promises God had ordained for them to experience. He began to explain what God said and what he meant by what he said. All right. So then you go on down to verse 8, <clears throat> and it's interesting because God is telling them, even go to the river Euphrates. Now, if you'll remember, in Genesis 15, the promise to Abraham was all the way to the river Euphrates. Um, so God's desire, he says, see, I have, I have set the land before you. Now is your job to go in and possess it. So God has done his part for them. Now they have to take up their responsibility and co-labor with God and go in and uh, possess the land. And God was with them and he told them later, don't be discouraged about that. I'm with you. I'm fighting for you. So let's, let's go do this thing. Let's take this land. In essence, that's what God was trying to say to them. Hallelujah. Now, Moses even delivers to them. Uh, a promise, and he says, May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are and bless you as he promised you. That's found in verse 11. Hallelujah. Now, listen, uh, also notice 
Also, beginning in uh, verse 20 through 23, we're given a lot more detail of the backstory about the whole thing that happened with sending the 12 spies into the land. So we're told details here that are not given in other places of the scripture. And that just gives us more of the backstory of how that happened, that 12 spies were sent into the land. Same thing in verse 26 through 28. We're given more details even to the privacy of them and what they discussed in their own tents. God hears everything. God sees everything. We can hide nothing from him. Hallelujah. And even what's done in secret, the Lord knows. And he tells us, he told us back in Numbers, be sure your sin will find you out. So if there's sin involved in it, even if it's done in private, the Lord sees and knows it and takes count of that. And so we see that here in verse 26 through 28. We also see in beginning in verse 29 how God treated them so well. Notice this. I want to read these verses to you. Verse 29 says this. Then I said to you, talking, this is Moses saying, saying this, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God who goes before you. He will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in his arms, so to speak. Hallelujah. The Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. So Moses is telling them, remember the Lord. Remember how good he was to you, even through the wilderness, even through all those 40 years of your rebellion. God was still with you and God was still good. Hallelujah. Praise God. And God went before them even to search out the place for them to go. Hallelujah. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 38, we find in here a principle that one leader is supposed to move forward and uh, prepare and help prepare the next leader behind him. And the specific principle here that we're told is that that leader's responsibility is to encourage the up-and-coming leader. Because here we find where the Lord told Moses, he said, even you're not going in. But, but Joshua, verse 38, Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Did you realize that our pastors and our leaders need encouragement and the leaders need to encourage those up and coming leaders behind them? That's part of our responsibility. Praise God. God wants the people encouraged to do the work of the Lord and to believe God's word. Hallelujah. Now, in verse 43, we see the danger of presumption. The people had, you know, they had rebelled against the Lord, said, we're not going in. So God said, okay, 
then you're going to turn around and go in the wilderness. Well, then they said, oh, well, yeah, we are so sorry. We're so sorry. And they cried and they had done all this. And they said, yeah, we will. We'll, we'll go in. We changed our minds. We'll go in. And God says, don't go in because I'm not with you. They're going to, you're going to be defeated. And so they, they it did it anyway. They rebelled against him and they acted presumptuously. And here we see one of the dangers of presumption. We cannot just assume that God is in everything. We need to be careful to be following the leading of God's spirit and not just assume that though it might be <clears throat> a good thing or, or we change our mind about something or whatever, that God is still okay with that because he may not be. We need to be following the leading of God's spirit. Hallelujah. Then in chapter 2, there's two quick points I want to make from chapter 2. First of all, <clears throat> in verse 4, the word of the Lord to them was as they were going to be passing through land that was um, uh, part of, uh, not part of their inheritance, but given to someone else, Esau, the land of Esau, their relative. They were told by God to watch themselves carefully. They were not to have any pride or any malice. They were not to be egotistical and think they were better than these people or anything like that. And the last point I want to make ties in with that because beginning in verse 5 and 6, again in verse 8 and 9, and again in verse 19, we see as they're traveling through some of these other lands that God had given the right of property and possession of those lands to other people. God is the one that gives us the right to property. He was giving Israel and did in fact give to Israel the right to their property, to own their land. And that still holds today. But that's also true about others like the descendants of Esau, the descendants of Lot and, um, and others here that we find in here, that God established the boundaries. There's a, a verse, I believe it's in the book of Acts in the New Testament, and it talks about how God establishes the boundaries of nations and sets their boundaries in order. So the Lord gives the right to property, and, and we need to honor that for each other. We're told in another place not to remove the landmark of someone's property and things like that. So God wants us to honor each other and the right to have our possessions and to enjoy them and not to infringe upon that or presume to take upon things that are not given to us things beyond what God has given to us. And so we want to we want to be careful about that. So these are some principles, some thoughts from Deuteronomy chapter 1 and 2. And I hope that it's been a blessing to you today and an encouragement in some way and that something in this message has spoken to your heart. May God bless you today and I hope you can join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you. <music>